0: Portland Hardware Store, known for unique items, is fighting to stay open. They've recently made some posts on their Facebook page and said, Hey, can you come help us? Can you come patronize our store? We want to sell you goods like we have since 1976. Our stores at this stage, mm, that is not a good indicator of how things will probably move going forward. Let's get into it. Who is the store and why are we talking about this particular hardware store? You're going to want to know. It has to do with the, the series, the MTV series, Jackass. All right, here we go. The vast majority of you have probably never seen an episode of Jackass or seen any of the movies. I have seen every single one, including the movie, multiple, multiple times because my boys loved Jackass back in the day. There was one episode where Dave England kind of the regular white dude. He wasn't as whacked out on drugs as the rest of the guys. They were known for just Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O. I mean, they Bam Margera, who's having some difficulties. They were known for just doing some, hey now, what is going on there? You know, the wilder and crazier the stunt it was, the better it was for the audience. Well, they had one scene where they went into a hardware store and um, Dave England, he took a number two in a display toilet and the the management got rather worked up and they filmed it and but if you've ever seen that scene it's the scene right before they go into the hardware store where dave england doesn't quite make it into the hardware store and he has to do some cleanup in the van with the producers cameramen and other jackass guys and it, it literally the cameraman is shown vomiting outside that was at this store i mean it's we got good stuff going on here, right? Longtime East Portland hardware store has hit challenging times, is unsure how long it might remain open. Hippo Hardware, that's who we're talking about. Hippo Hardware, one of the long-standing hardware stores, opened in 1976. Hippo Hardware, located on East Burnside Street, opened in 1976. At that time, owner Steve Miller said business was booming for 10 straight years. We take cash, go out and have dinner and have a few drinks, he said. Spend the money. Things were rolling. It was go time. Portland was expanding. It was growing. You know, that whole keep Portland weird was already there, but it wasn't this national phenomenon like it is now, right? And it wasn't how it is now because things were rolling for this hardware store owner as opposed to now putting out, please buy some stuff from us on their Facebook page. The hardware store became popular with contractors and small businesses. Some of its items have been featured in the Grimm TV series and Jackass, the movie. Oh man, that was funny. There's a lot of good stuff on Jackass. I mean, there really is. It's wildly inappropriate. And if you, you're probably only, the demographic is teenagers, right? Anything younger than teenagers, not appropriate, not appropriate for adults. But it's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Miller added more staff, which he says is how the business is built. It's gotten a little tougher trying to keep them safe, Miller said, and be able to treat them with the dignity, respect, and wages that they deserve. What are we talking about? What are we reading between the lines here? Trying to keep them safe, meaning they're in an environment where just going to work is a crapshoot. On whether you're going to be physically impacted that day by some whacked out, you know, nut job on drugs. That's what we're talking about. That's literally what we're talking about. And the dignity, respect and wages. So probably spending a bunch on security and also not selling enough to be able to give that wage increase. And that is how these stores are closing down left and right. You don't have enough foot traffic to the location because people are like, all right, do we want to go to Hipple Heart? No, God, no. It's it's there. We don't want to go there. We're just going to order it from online. And I, I am just as guilty about that as anything. I, my go-to move now is, well, I was going to go to Home Depot later this afternoon or maybe tomorrow morning, but if I could get it here like in the next few hours via Amazon Prime, Maybe I do that. So I'll check invariably. I can't get what I need that quick and I'll end up going to Home Depot, but there's also hardware stores, McClendon's hardware here in the Pacific Northwest. They've got that one item when you can't get it at Lowe's, you can't get it at Home Depot. You can't get it at ACE. It's going to be at McClendon's. It's usually like a plumbing or, you know, some kind of actual thing on your house. Right. And, um, you know, you you go there to get those certain things you can't get elsewhere. And that's what hippo hardware is in, in Portland. Recent challenges like the pandemic and higher taxes led the store to post on Facebook. It's unsure about its future and could use customer support. When you are reaching out and saying, please help us. That is not good because what you'll get is you'll get a little bit of customer response. Everybody will rise up and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they'll remember why they're not going to your store because it's in an area that is overrun with fentanyl addicts and thievery and whatnot. You got closed up storefronts, you got garbage, you've got all that stuff that we talk about kind of going into that doom loop cycle. And so that's what's impacting this business was talking, uh commenting with somebody uh, on this morning's premiere. Every morning, 9 o'clock Seattle time, 11 o'clock Seattle time, we release a new video Monday through Friday. It's called a premiere. It's on YouTube. You can go there. I'm usually at the 9 a.m. ones. You can message me and, hey, Sean, what's going on? So you can go to the premiere at 9 o'clock. I'm usually there. For the 11 o'clock, I'm recording new content. So I was talking with somebody this morning. We were chatting with somebody with this morning. And the, uh, you, you know, the comment is made that you gotta clean things up. Talking about San Francisco, you gotta clean things up before new businesses are gonna wanna move in. New businesses are not just gonna willy-nilly move in and go, Hey, we're gonna trust that the, you know, San Francisco's multi-department, they've got all these departments now set up and they're gonna do an emphasis on how to make San Francisco better. They're going to have monthly meetings. It's 47 people. You got members from the business community. You got politicians. You got, you know, donors. You got all kinds of people. This 47 man, it's got like five different divisions to it. One of it is homelessness and whatever. Some of it is, you know, creating business. I forget what the titles are, but it's a partridge in a pear tree, right? They're getting together every month before December to talk about what they're going to do. So they're talking about talking about what they're going to do. And business owners are like, hey, clean the damn streets. Get the streets clean for us. Get the homeless crazy people into places where they can actually get the help. That's what business owners are saying. Stop with the crime. Stop with the increased taxes. Give us an environment that people actually want to do business in. And, and so until some of this stuff gets cleaned up, you know you can't expect new businesses to be coming in to solidify that tax base instead what you're seeing here today is you're seeing a business that's been there since 76 that is a pillar of the community right building stuff if there isn't you know a pivotal store like that you know i'm talking about something that's been that's independent that's been there hippo hardware i mean come on now and Dave Englund took a crap in one of the toilets and some, some older guy just got really upset. <laughs> I believe they had to purchase that toilet. It was, you know, it was, it was an older toilet. It was just on the floor. You got these racks of stuff and Dave Englund and the cameraman is kind of doing his, his discreet camera shooting. Englund opens up the newspaper and he just takes a loud number two. And one guy looks around and goes, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so disgusting. And yeah, if you have teenage boys at home that you watch that scene over and over cuz it's, you know, that's that's some funny stuff. Contractor Mark Schlemmer recently came in. He said they have products you can't get anywhere else. Just in terms of quality, ease of use, friendly staff that know what they're talking about and the variety of things that they have here. I would hate to see it lost, he said. Reminds me of a meme where the one guy from uh what is it the Oh Parks and Recreation you know the guy that's always doing the uh, I forget what his character's name is but he's the guy that uh, he's always doing some kind of woodworking project and a guy from Home Depot walks up to him clearly he's in a big box store walks up to this character this character and the, it, it, the character says I know more than you do Right. And he's like trying to tell this home, this Home Depot guy, I know more than you do. Don't talk to me. No, I don't need help. I need more than more. I know more than you do. Well, for the vast majority of us, we need help when we go to the Home Depot. I think I need this part. I think, all right, this is what I'm trying to fix. Probably shouldn't, but I want to get this up and running before I can get a service person out. I'm going to give this a run. Can you help me out? That's how the conversation goes, right? Or you do, you watch endless videos on YouTube and just get further confused. So, Summer said that he came in to trade a toilet paper holder that dates to pre-World War One for a piece of plumbing. He said, just having a store to find this help makes Portland what it is. And yet, what you're seeing in so many of these cities is these types of businesses can no longer compete. Can't compete against Lowe's, can't compete against Home Depot. And then when you're in an area where you don't have much in the way of foot traffic, when you're in an area that is known for not being the greatest, people worry about their car getting broken into. People worried about getting jacked on their way from their car to the, to the store. You know, you, you've just got all that stuff going through your head. And then you end up buying it from Amazon and you don't go to this store. But you know, obviously some people do guy who's trading a, you know, whatever for whatever. All right. But that's pretty specific clientele. Over the years, this has been just a hardware store. Its niche is, you know, the the unusual stuff. Portland needs it more than it needs Portland, I think Schlemmer said. But that's what we're saying about a lot of these businesses. We really need this. Well, yes, but the brutal reality is, is that you have voted in all kinds of legislation and you've pushed out all kinds of political figures that would have said, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't do that because our businesses can't keep doing business if you allow that to happen. That's what we are watching in real life. You are watching store after store after store shut down right that's what we're watching unfold that's what so much of news for reasonable people is about it's reaction to just woke ridiculous stuff that should have never happened in the first place because it'll never work and it's not working and we were watching that unfold in front of us it's kind of like san francisco is literally on a roll they've uh, they've got an outdoor plaza it's the un plaza it's a block away from Nancy Pelosi's federal courthouse where the federal workers can no longer go into the fed to, into the courthouse because it's too dangerous. Well, the mayor is came up with this idea of, well, we've got this area where all the drug dealers congregate. Why don't we make it into a skate park and a ping pong area? Maybe a little pickleball. That's literally what they're doing. Okay, but are you going to get rid of the drug dealers or what do you got going on there? Because unless you get rid of those people, people aren't going to want to come to your your little area that formerly used to host the farmer's market that was there since 1981. So, so much of this stuff is being moved and shifted around or closed because people no longer shop at the stores because it's in an area where it's a no-go. And it's in an area where it's a no-go because of terrible policy, right? In Portland's case, you got homelessness, you got drug use, you got defund the police. I mean, the list just goes on. If you've been following my podcast for, for very long, you'll know. I mean, this is just a series of things that you can ignore it. You can ignore why those things are happening, but until you get a handle on those things, And why they're happening, you're never going to come up with a solution. And so many people, so much of the back and forth banter I have with people who follow News for Reasonable People is, number one, is San Francisco, is Portland, is Seattle, is it salvageable? Can you bring it back? And that's the big question, right? Because there are some major plays being done right now in San Francisco, real estate wise, commercial real estate, because a lot of folks say, it's doomed, it'll never come back. And you know what happens then? People buy up a whole bunch of buildings and then new, they install new leadership. You get a new group of people, a new batch of people that are willing to try something new, which is, I don't know, upholding the law. You know, you could give that a try. I mean, you could give it a run. There are police that have been trying to do this, but without the numbers they need, they can't really they can't really get a strangle, they can't get a a a hold on what they need to to get some forward traction. We're always losing cops, going negative there. Plus, the police don't have the ability to arrest for so much of this stuff. In Portland, you know. Drug use is basically legal. There's not a lot you can do about it. Fentanyl use in public has been outlawed, but the worst that's going to happen is you're going to make a phone call to a hotline and you're going to get your charges dropped or you pay a $100 fine and you get a misdemeanor charge. Basically, you know, a misdemeanor. It doesn't really mean anything. It's not even like a a traffic infraction where your insurance is going to go up. Nothing's going to happen. And nobody that's doing fentanyl, that's homeless, is going to pay a $100 fine. So you've got this stuff in place that does absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, Hippo Hardware is struggling and will probably close down. That is what I view the vast majority of these podcasts as, is they are warnings to the community. Hey, remember when we did that and you guys said, hey, we want to continue supporting you? Well, we know that you do, but the numbers aren't there enough to sustain our presence in the ecosystem that is the business world in Portland. It's a no-go. Can't do it. We got to shut down, period. That's what you're seeing so much of it. Miller said that they've had a huge outpouring since they first shared their recent struggles. There's a t-shirt campaign to help and more customers have been visiting overwhelmingly grateful for this response, Miller said. I don't know if in any other city we would have seen this happen. Well, in a lot of other cities, you wouldn't have need to have seen it happen because they respect law and order. They didn't defund their police. When something happens, the police have the ability to come immediately and tend to your public safety needs. Police don't have that ability in Portland. Because they are scrambling amid priority calls to get to what they can. And when they came on shift, they were already 50 calls behind. So, you know, in so many other cities that didn't go down this crazy train road, you've got a different response. You would not have this storyline going on. And that's why we don't hear about all these businesses tanking in other cities that are run more responsibly right? Another podcast was Thermo I think it was a kitchen uh, appliance company is moving their headquarters from Thousand Oaks in California into Texas, into North Dallas. You're seeing that time and time and time and time again, because they're getting away from high taxes, riffraff, open air drug use, things that don't exactly say, hey, come on and, you know, Patron our store. A lot of the headquarters moving is because of taxation in California. You've got the individual tax, and you've got tax on business. And then if you can move to a to a location that is pro business, that's going to help you, you know, move your business along. Whether that's in a tax credit or just pushing through the paperwork to get you up and running, there are so many things in the way of development in a city like Portland, in a city like Seattle, in a city like San Fran for businesses. and That's why you've seen businesses move out in just droves. And now you're starting to see population drops. So California is, you know, looking at the population drops going, oh, yeah, hmm, that's not good. That's not good because tax revenue, right? Tax revenue. Crazy, right? Overwhelmingly grateful for this response. I don't know if any other city would have have seen this happen. Well, in most other cities, you wouldn't have needed to have this happen because you wouldn't have posted to your Facebook page, help, help. And they don't come right out and say, hey, it's street conditions or there's not enough foot traffic, but those things are both intertwined, right? People don't feel comfortable going to the store. Clearly, the store has products. It's had products that are unique to the community since 1976. So even though this this story doesn't explicitly, you know, highlight that exactly what's going on, everybody knows what the drill is. This isn't one of those things where one small little deal is going to put them out of business. This is a an accumulation of conditions, and some of them are, is that you've just got rampant lawlessness going on, and the store has probably been broken into multiple times, right? Why wouldn't it have? It's in Portland. It's in an area that I I believe in my Portland geography is okay. It's not great. I don't believe this is in the most stellar of areas. So that's kind of my that's that's my idea is okay. There's stuff going on, and this store has been impacted time after time after time after time. They're not going to say that. They will say that maybe on their parting shots when they actually close, but they've also been a member of the community since 76, and they feel like it's all kind of family, right? So they, store owners, I don't know, but oftentimes store owners... They helped, you know, vote some of the locals in that are in doing the things they've done that have been wildly anti-business. That has been known to happen. It happens in Seattle all the time. It's like, well, who'd you vote for? Yeah, I voted for that. Well, that person's soft on crime and they're anti-business and you own a business. So what did you think was going to happen, right? It's like in Chicago, you've got, let's go, Brandon Johnson as the new mayor. How's that working out? Crime is just escalating in Chicago. So, when you hire a progressive for mayor that's got a soft on crime approach, and you could have hired the other guy who's a little bit more moderate on the whole crime issue, what did you think would happen? You know, what, which part of this equation doesn't make sense to you? And so, business owners, as well as citizens, the concerned citizens saying, I, we want to be able to shop at your store forever. Within that mix, a lot of those folks voted in the politicians and voted in the propositions and the measures that created this cluster that's forcing businesses to shut down left and right. And what we're seeing now is we're seeing a lot of mom and pop stores close. That's that's what we've, I've seen kind of a wave of that because they try and hold on as long as they can. They know that they've, you know... They're probably not going to pick their store up and move. It's probably going to be retire time. If you've been operating, unless you've got multiple generations running your business you know, it's, it's not going to happen. So I think that is possibly what happens or they just go online, right? You see so many stores. I don't know if the hardware store like this can go online because so much of it has to do with being able to see and hold and look at secondhand hardware goods. I don't know if that's an online opportunity or not. I guess I could have looked at Hipple Hardware and see if they have a hipplehardware.com, but the, the, the issue remains the same is that they are having a tough time keeping their store employees safe and paying them what they need and basically saying, we're having a tough time keeping our doors open. Can you help us? And oftentimes in all the podcasts that I watch, um, or not news stories that I watch, that is the precursor. That is what happens right before the store closes down. They'll give, okay, yeah, we've got this lease. We've renegotiated out of our lease. And uh, you'll find us online at hippohardware.com online. So please shop with us there. But at the the present time, we've got to shut down this location. Oftentimes they'll say it's temporary. And you know damn well it's not. But they say that so that they can kind of have that uh, that ease of leaving that storefront. Hey, it's only temporary. We'll be back. Uh-huh. And rarely do they ever come back. Because between now and when they come back, nothing's going to get fixed. In fact, it's probably going to get worse. Because like I said, down in San Francisco, you got 47 people in like five or six different, you know, these department associations on how to fix things. All they're doing is having meetings. They're not going to actually do anything yet. And they're having meetings in August so that by December, they can have an actual game plan to plan on what they're going to do, not actually do it, but they're going to plan. They're going to have a, they're going to have an outline plan for what they're going to do instead of just cracking down on the nut jobs running around doing drugs. Cause you don't really have a game plan for that. You don't have a game plan. You don't have the ability to involuntarily put people into mental health care facilities. You don't have the ability to put people involuntarily into addiction treatment. So until you square that away, you're just going to have all these folks running your streets causing the negative impact of what we're talking about right here with Hippo Hardware. I hope Hippo Hardware makes it through because they're an independent business and you always want to see that because that's kind of the backbone of so many of our towns and cities. And yet those are the places that are going sideways because they don't have the big corporate budgets to bring in for security, to bring in all the changes they need to make so their stuff doesn't get ripped off all the security so overnight they don't get broken into because you're basically on your own. The police cannot protect you. There aren't enough cops. And even if there were enough cops, laws state that, ah, oh, you got to let them run out the store with their goods. We don't want anybody getting hurt. You know, it, policy that makes zero sense. And yet business has got to live through with it. So we'll see if Hippo hardware makes it. I got a bad feeling you're going to be hearing me say something down the road. There was something, oh, there was something else I was going to tell you. Um, this is a follow-up. Remember that Doom Loop tour in San Francisco? Yeah, that didn't happen. Wah, wah, wah. The, the, the Doom Loop uh, leaders, the people who put on the, the tour, they were a no-show. Somebody said 45 minutes. We waited there 45 minutes. Nobody came. Somebody else said, I'll show you around. And so they just started walking. You're still going to get the doom loop tour. It's called walking in San Francisco, right? You're going to be able to see that, but it would have been fun to have somebody point out. Hey, that's that building. There's the whole foods. Here's, you know, the Nordstrom. Nordstrom just shut down on Sunday. I'm recording this for you on a Monday. Yesterday Nordstrom shut down in San Francisco. And that was, that's, that's a big blow. Cause when corporate Nordstrom says this ain't going to work, you know, and they were in a location for years and years, Westfield Mall that worked, right? In that area, that Union Square, Westfield Mall type area just outside of the Tenderloin. It's a hard no-go now. And so when Nordstrom announced that, you're like, oh, that's kind of the kiss of death. That's half the mall. I can't remember how many hundred thousand square feet it is, but it is a massive, massive area. So the Doom Loop tour was a total bust. It didn't happen. I kind of wonder if the people who set up the Doom Loop tour didn't just make it up to see what would go on and, you know, take a little money. And they did. I don't know if they refund. I don't know how any of that worked. But I'm disappointed that Doom Loop tour didn't actually happen just from the standpoint of it should probably happen. Hey, you want to come see what's going on? And then some, uh, some museum said, why would they want to do that? We can give them a real tour. Nobody wants to see your museum. They want to see the demise that has happened and witness it for themselves in person. That's what people want to see. Museum? You can go anywhere and see museum. Look at all the cool stuff we got. This is our feature present. Nobody cares. They want to see poop on the sidewalk and stores closed. That's what they want to see. And derelicts just everywhere. You know, needles hanging out of arms. That's what they want to see. Because if it bleeds, it leads, right? I mean, that's basic human psychology and it's also the news. Yeah. If I, if I did this podcast on, uh, guys, look, I've done another great interview of a museum and it's feature presentation. Want to hear me talk about that for 20 minutes? No. Hell no. Unless you're some artifact. I did go to the King Tut exhibit when I was a kid. That's the only museum type experience I've ever had that I thought was cool. The rest of them. Oh, Lord, no. Lord, no. King Tut. Yeah. I remember there was a t-shirt and it was so funny. I would have been, I don't know, eight? And it was a King Tut and it said, don't touch my tuts, (laughs) you know, for women. And it was like, ah, that's funny. That's one of the few things I remember. Don't remember anything about the rest of it. Could care less. I was a kid. It was like, oh yeah, that's King Tut. All right. They just found the remains and now we're going to go see it. That's my only museum experience. Hippo Hardware, just from the standpoint of the excellent scene from uh, (laughs) jackass. I hope they make it through. I hope all small businesses make it through because when small independent businesses have to close down for this kind of stuff, that sucks. But is it shocking? Absolutely not. You're going to see and hear more and more of these on this podcast because before things get better, they got to bottom out. And I do not believe we have bottomed out yet. I think we're getting close. I think we're getting close but we ain't there yet. So make sure you subscribe, hit that notification bell, hit the like button for this video, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks again for being here. We'll talk then. Bye for now.